look around, even in church people, and this is all of the things that's going on with people that are having uh, mental problems and all that kind of thing. And when we, we think or we see someone that uh, we look at and we wish that we had what they have. And I think it's, uh, I can't thank her, Naomi. Naomi Judge, incredible, beautiful lady, intelligent, getting ready to go on tour with her daughter, getting ready to go in the Hall of Fame today, I think it was. And all of this thing, and people would look at that, and somebody that's just an upstart would say that I wished I could be like her, and, and that'd be my pattern. And we get confused sometimes that we don't know what somebody really is going through. That's right. And so we have to, we have to we, uh, as a Christian people, it's just as bad in the church. You know, Satan has gotten to the point where he knows where to attack, and the way to attack is the mind. That's right. See, if it wasn't for that, the Bible says, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus, then that means that the mind that you have is not strong enough to deal with Satan and his attacks. And so what we're going to have to do is do more sermons, more messages, more repetitions, repetitions of the mind, talking about the mind, things in the mind. Now we watch, we look at it now, how many young people are dying with drugs and all these kind of things. There's something going on. These ain't bad. Oh, that's a bad kid. There ain't no such thing as a bad somebody. There's a reason that's behind every type of incident or circumstance that goes on. Right. We need to start dealing with causes and not facts. Okay, we, you know, and so we, we but it's got to start with us. Marriages are falling apart. Finances are falling apart. All of this, this is in America, you know, and I heard a preacher uh, this morning because I'm drinking some coffee and he was a uh, church full of people and he was so busy talking about Biden and his, how weak Biden was compared to so-and-so and so-and-so. No, and you got a, you got that many because there's thousands of people in his church. You need to be focusing on your sheep. That's right. You see who God is. God didn't put uh, us over the world. He put us over our sheep. That's right. And so what we're going to do here at Christ Temple North is we want to raise our intellect to a higher spiritual level. Yes. Well, to do that, it has to start with the way you think. That's right. So is a man think of. So is he. And so, uh, so is a woman, think of, so is she. So a lot of, because of the media, uh, uh, we listen, we look at the media, our friends and sometimes family has, is, is a disaster because they have hurt more people than anything because some people are too weak to fight it. And, uh, and so they become unbelievers. Say that, unbelievers. So there's a lot of unbelievers. So we, we've got to get, we've got to preach Christ and him crucified. We've got to start preaching Christ and him crucified and uh, salvation and baptism of the Holy Spirit and uh, uh, God conscience, all right? And so to do that, we first of all have to be become believers ourselves. And now I don't know, in every church, every church, and I hope there's not a whole lot, there are unbelievers. And Paul, when he writes into the Church of Corinth, and he's talking to Christian people, but he's trying to warn Christian people, church people, to be careful mm -hmm. because they're unbelievers. 
this is the age, right now the age, I don't even have to even work hard to tell you, this age is that people are just gone. It's crazy out there right now right. with the stuff that's going on. Someone asked me and said, when your day, did uh, you ever see anything like this? And I said, in my day, I didn't hear anything like what's going on today. You see, so what's, what the problem is, Satan has attacked the unbelievers, and when you have a lot of unbelievers, especially in offices, whether it be political office or church offices, and they do, there are unbelievers in church offices. Yeah, because everybody in churches ain't saved. People don't know that, but That's they're right. not. That's right. All right, because some people are there for the title in that only. But so we got, we're going to talk today about who is the God of this age. The Bible has done told us, the Bible strictly tells us that Satan is going to be the God of this age. That's right. Yeah, the God of this age, because I've never seen so many ungodly people in my life that I've seen now. Right. In everywhere. So, we, we, so our job is to, first of all, get ourselves together and so that we can help the blind man see. Uh, I was looking at the news, and it was really exciting to see this, this uh, person that they, they, uh, this blind guy is running, but they have to have a person that they hook to. That's right. And that person leads them. That's right. You see, and some of those athletes are incredible. All they need to do is have somebody... To, to hook onto, and they can finish their race. Well, so we should be those people that they can go shoulder to shoulder, they can hook onto and show the blind how to run their race. That's, right. That's, That's right. what we're there for. Do you understand for? And so we're going to talk about uh, the age we live in. This is, shouldn't be surprising anybody. The Bible told us this was going to be like this. That's right. If we would look at the book of Revelations, it talks about tornadoes, hurricanes, fires. It talks about all the things that's happening now and at this age now. So let's, let's, let's see what we need to do and what we need to do as individuals and where we need to be as individuals to fight off, first of all, Satan out of our lives and out of our homes so then, then we can go minister to other people. Does that make sense? That's right. Here we go. First reading from the NIV, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 says that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. The God of this age has done what? Blinded the minds he's, of unbelievers. He's blinded the minds of unbelievers. So they're unbelievers, they're blind. They can't see. You see? You, you ever heard anybody can't see it? They, they're not, they say, I can't see it. Well, they're not lying. That's they right. can't see it from where they stand and with the eyes that they have, they can't see it. Okay, because Satan has blinded them. They have been blinded. The God of this age has blinded them because they're unbelievers. Okay, they, they, so here's what we're talking about today. Uh, can you see? Well, you got to ask yourself, can you see? Come on. Can you see? Come on. Do you have a 2020 vision, mm. spiritual vision? You have a spiritual eye so that you can see. If you don't, then you, you need to understand where's your beliefs at. You see, you can go to church, you can sing, you can preach, you can teach, you can do all this stuff and still be an unbeliever. It's, uh, some people said, I, I, I've read through the Bible, but has the Bible been through you? Mm. You understand what I'm talking about? All right, here we go. 
The word continues, it says, so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So they can't see the power of the gospel that displays the image of Christ, says God with Christ. They can't see it because they're blind. So they can't see what the gospel and the power of the gospel they're walking in darkness because the only way you can see out of darkness is to have a light. Come on. And the only light there is, the only true light there is, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. Period. Amen. All right. The Amplified says it this way. Among them, the God of this world, now, Satan. When you stop, the God of this world, Satan. Mm -hmm. Satan, the God of this world, Satan. There, there's why all this stuff is going on crazy. Yes. He's the God of this world. And he's doing a job. That's right. He's, one thing about Satan is he ain't lazy. Yeah, he's on his job. That's right. You see? Because this world belongs to me, he's saying. He says, and I want to be the God of this world. And I've never seen so many God worshipers. They don't see themselves as God worshipers because they don't understand the gospel. So if you don't understand the gospel, you don't really know who you're worshiping. You see? You remember kind of that I that I talk about? I is only good between S and N? All right, here we go. We're told that he has blinded the minds of the unbelieving to prevent them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel. So he wants to do everything he can to, to stop us, blind us, he wants to take prayer out of schools, Bible out of schools. I'm talking about certain people can do it. He doesn't want us to do certain type things because he does not want us to get the gospel because if once we get the gospel of Jesus Christ, we will be enlightened. He doesn't want us enlightened. He wants us to stay, he wants us to stay very ignorant That's right. to who God is because once we find out who God is and the purpose of God and the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ and we go on that team, then that team gets bigger than his team. That's right. You see, you, I'm going to use this as a parable. Say parable. Parable. In, 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 in the days of slavery, what would they hang you for? Reading. Reading. Don't get, don't get all tripped out. That's just a history lesson. <laughs> you see, yeah, you see, reading. Satan doesn't want you reading your Bible. He doesn't want you coming to church. Yeah, he wants us distracted by anything other than that. This is why I say, remember I was a coach too, that you've never seen right now, you can go to soccer fields and softball fields and baseball fields, and there's thousands of kids, hundreds of kids outside of their church, and you doing what? Not a church. And he loves that. He's cheering your kid on because he will let that kid be any place other than church. You see, and most of them are not going to make it. That's not going to be their goal anyway. It's going to be something else. He doesn't want you fathering and mothering our children. But it's okay if, you know, because Sunday's the new Saturday. It's okay if the families would do something other than Sunday. So if you're going to be gone Sunday, you better be doing something the other days of the week. Because when the thing comes down to the end of it, hey, your kids are going to be in darkness, and they're going to be unbelievers. There are less people believing in Christ and, and, and teenagers now than ever in the history of this country. Yes, 
ever in the history of this country. Why? Because other things are more important. You see, nobody's wanting to be Christ-like. I want to be like Mike. Come on. Are you with me where I'm coming with that? Come on. You see, so we're going to have to be very careful, and it'll be some in here, y'all looking at me, they're not going to cut it. It's going to be your fault because you didn't teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then when they get in trouble, you want to fall all out and want to go into prayer. No, should have took care of that up front. All right? We see what's going on in the high schools and middle schools, people killing people in middle school. You kidding me? You see, we're trying to figure out everything. But now we, we're, we're scared about these things. Why? Satan has darkened the eyes of who? The kid? No, the parent. That's right. That's where it starts at. You say things like that, he's quiet in church, all right? Let's do it this way, maybe because I'm wrong. You all say it all the time. The fruit don't fall very far from the tree. That's right. All right? All right. Unbelieving parents, unbelieving children. Unless they get with somebody else to lead them to it, which is a tragedy. It's a good thing, but it's a tragedy that we are not uh, protecting our kids uh, from Satan. We are te- not teaching our kids to be believers. Okay? In church, this scripture, the gospel that they're talking about, is the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So the glory of Christ is what? Is the image of God. Satan doesn't want us teaching about the image of God, the image of Christ. Why would he? He, doesn't, he, want, he wants us to stay in darkness. You all know that the young lady that came, uh, uh, Selena, that came and talked uh, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You see, we've had somebody in for Florida uh, three weeks in a row. Somebody sitting back there now. Uh, so uh, they come from Florida, and I can't get people to Kansas City to get in here. But anyway, so, uh, uh, she said something very something that I want you to hear. She had her kids, her two girls were back there in class. They go to a mega church, and uh, they went to a couple churches to find out where the church is at, the mega church. She said her kids talked more about Christ after being in that class back there than they've ever been. And what she said was, and we got a little, and this is her words, we weren't on it like a family, but since since we've been back here and they've been asked about God, and then she said that, they're asked about God, we're coming together now as a family, and we're praying together and studying together. She had to come all the way from Kansas City. See, some, all, some of those churches are not all they seem out to be. But she had to come from Florida to Kansas City to a little class back there, and her children learned about Christ. And then challenged their parents. And now their family are working together. Yeah. You see? That's how it works. So sometimes a big thing, you all may not think you're in the right place because no, you're in the right place because your children are getting what they need that's going to help them to become strong believers. Yeah. All right? And, and, and we're grateful for those little kids back there learning. I didn't think, you know, that's something when you got little ones learning. Yes. So, okay. Here we go. Turn to Romans 12. I'm going to read verse 1 and 2, first from the NIV. And, and we're going to get this, and we're going to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it until we get it right. 
Actually, we'll never get it right. We'll keep working to get it righter. That's right. That's right. All right. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. So that, that would help us to get a better understanding to teach our children how important what? Their bodies are. If, if you start teaching your, children, your young boys and young girls how important their Bibles are, excuse me, their bodies are, then that would stop some of these young people getting in trouble too soon. That's right. That's right. If we would teach uh, our young girls, and many of you know, none of us did, most of us in here wasn't taught that, that my body belongs to Christ, wouldn't your life would have been a whole lot different? You see, what I'm, you see where I'm coming from? You see, do you know how important your body is? You know, folks, is, uh, there's people worried about uh, a pastor going through, they're just round four, you see. Uh, but this body is temporary. But the reason he can go around round four, God does his work, I do mine, doctors do theirs. That's right, that's right. You understand what I'm saying? Even this body. Even this, this temple, which is going to fall apart one day, you're going to leave here sooner or later, fall apart one day, it still belongs to God. That's right. Do you understand? If I'd have knew it longer before now, I probably would have been healthier. Only the people that ran around and acted fools were saying amen. They know what I'm talking about. Amen, Pastor. All right? That's right. Keep going. Again, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice Holy and pleasing to God. I'm going to, what? Holy and pleasing to God. I'm going to offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. You ever thought about that? Wouldn't we have been in a lot less trouble? You see, there'd have been people alive today if we would have done, if they would have done that. Because they didn't take care of their body and they died at a young age. Some people die premature. Yeah, they died premature because they didn't do the things that they needed to do to keep and live a healthy physical life. Yeah, that's right. You see? Are you with me? This is your true and prop, true proper and essential worship. Yes, listen, once one of the Isaac done a class once, and he was talking about worship, and folks was kind of like shaking. They didn't understand what he was saying, and he was teaching us that talking about the body, me and him was doing the class together, I guess, that you worship God by how you live. That's right. That's how you worship him. We think it ends with hallelujah, praise God. No, you worship God by how you live. That's right. Yes. Amen. Yes. You honor God by how you live, by how you take care of your body. Come on, teach. How you take care of your mind how you take care of your spirit. Why am I doing this? Is because I worship God and I honor God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, it's, it's strange how the body is. I don't know if, if uh, some of you all are going through that. Everybody's worried about, what is it, COVID? And these allergies are killing us. Right. They've been around before there was a COVID-19, you know, 20 or whatever it is, you see, because it taxed the body. Yeah. Right. Satan's got all kinds of stuff that what? Attacks the body. You see? That you, they have a thing now that they're trying to get before the Congress to take uh, something out of cigarettes. There's something else. Yes, that's what it is. Out of cigarettes, 86% of the people that get sick 
uh, behind it are African Americans, 86%. The cigarette companies are doing what? They're fighting it because they're the, guess what? Satan is using them to kill us. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you go to church, I'm off the subject, okay, because I'm the boss. Uh, sometimes you go to church and folks will get up and preach and talk about somebody called son. Go, oh, the Lord called him home or her home. No, he didn't. It was premature. It was premature because that person didn't do what they should have done to take care of themselves. That's right. You see, God ain't got to come down here to tell you that's poison. It's on the, it's on the thing. You see? Wouldn't it be something, I know some of you like to eat, I like to eat too, right? Amen. Wouldn't none of us go to McDonald's if it had on the wrapper that this could cause cancer? Right. Surgeon General said. Yeah, yeah, Surgeon General said this could cause cancer. <laughs> we wouldn't go to none of those places. You know where I'm going. Okay, let's go ahead on something else, all right? Are you with me? If you really believe in God and you love God, then you will sacrifice your body and keep it holy to please him. That's right. We're trying to please God. We're not trying to please. We're not man pleasers. Right. Or shouldn't be. We worship God by how we live. That's, right. That's how we worship him, by how we live. Amen. All right? Then we're told in verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Tell, the Bible tells you right out. Do not conform to the media. That's right. Commercials. Family. Friends, Come on. you can't do that. You see, if, if, in, if this country would go broke, if people would be satisfied with the, the way they looked. Come on. You see, there's, there's, there's a, a, but it was one thing I wish that they would have had, uh, how old am I now? Uh, over 50 some years ago, they got a thing now where you can gain weight. Yeah, see, when I was in high school, I was too, I wanted to be a fullback or I'd play on the line. I wanted to be a linebacker, you know, you know, I wanted to be a 146, 150 pound linebacker because I've been watching them on the right. And so I remember one time I wanted to gain weight, uh, Brother DJ, and somebody told me to do banana, sugar, and cream. Doesn't that sound delicious? Yeah. yeah, see, I wanted to be bigger. You see, I wanted to be bigger instead of thinking about, wait a minute, you're faster than everybody out here on the field. You see, some of you need to get off of it. Quit living somebody else's life through your body. Come on. That's right. Come on, it's amen to that. Amen. Yeah, live your life to glorify God. That's right. Do you understand? All right. Again, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I love that scripture. I do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Quit allowing the world to pattern your life. Right. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Because, see, don't let Satan get in your head. There, there are a lot of people in the church, but who's in their head? You see? That's right. Who's in your head? You see? 
who you living to please. You see, you ought not even be living to please yourself. Right. You're living to be to please God. We God pleases. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You see, this kind of message is when you talk to your children. You set your children down and you teach them these things. Right. Because I guarantee you, some of you sitting here looking at me, you have never thought, have you ever just sat down with your children and kept your mouth shut and just let them talk to you and see if they please with themselves or where they at? You see, are they doing this because daddy put me in this, or mama put me in this, or my friends do this, or is this something that they want to do? Wow. Strange, isn't it? Quiet again. All right? You see, I, there's a young lady in this church. I tell her all the time, I said, you need to start looking like the first lady. Instead of like you just walked out of Vogue magazine. <laughs> I'm joking when I tell her that. She said, she does this. <laughs> you see? Some, our first lady, wear her pants sitting there. Some churches couldn't do that. Because some men got together and made the rule. You see? You understand what I'm saying? You see? First lady, she's her own lady. I live with her. Trust me. She says she's her own lady. She's a God-pleasing lady. Very wise. Very smart. Yes. Yes. Helps me out. And I am glad that she's in my life. All I'm going through, I can't even pronounce some of this stuff. Everything she just told you, all that, I have no clue what they're talking about. I just show up. And, and they just do what they got to do, you know. But I remember if, if she's comfortable with the doctors, I'm comfortable with the doctors. That's right. And I look at her when they say something, I say, you comfortable with that? You would think if you came in and she was going through instead of me going through. You see? Thank God she's who she is. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. And I hope the rest of you getting this in here. You will spend the rest of your life trying to please folk and they'll never be pleased. You will spend the rest of your life trying to feed folks, mm -hmm. please folks. Mm -hmm. Live a God-pleasing life. That's right. That's right. You see, don't be transformed. Be renewed in your mind. Yeah. It's here. Yeah. It's in your head. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You can overcome anything. Yeah. It's your mind telling you you can't overcome things. It's in your right. mind. That's yes, right. you can. Some of, the, some of the greatest people that ever was created on this earth didn't make it because Satan got in their head. That's right. That's right. And some great, great potential, great potential, they had it, but they couldn't get their head straight. You see, let me tell you something. Never forget this scripture, beautiful scripture. So is a man thinketh, so is he. So why would the world want you to think that you are good enough? They, can't, they couldn't sell you stuff. You see, there are people in the household. How can a man tell his wife that she ain't good enough? Mm. You know, how can a woman tell her husband she's not good enough? You see, if you were to tell, let me do it this way. If the man tells the wife she ain't good enough, the fool's him. Amen. That's right. That means you married not good enough. That's right. She tells him that. That's on her. 
You see that? Yes. You understand that? That's right. And you can tell, because some of y'all look at me like a crazy, so now I'm going to go another different direction. You can tell by looking at a team, which is a husband and a wife, how they treated by how they look. That's right. Have you ever seen him all dressed down and she looking like, well, yeah, that's good. You see, have you ever seen, have you ever seen the opposite, right? You ever see him in the, in, the, in the big car? They live in a shack? Come on. Come on. That's what it's talking about. That's, right. That's what this Bible's talking about. It's talking about teaching us that we're going to live a God-pleasing life. Right. God is not pleased with a man and way, unless he treats his wife or her or husband, them, their children, friends, and church members right. That's, right. That's a fact. All right? So when you do something, we get ready to do something, we need to understand where is this coming from? Is this coming from the Spirit of God or is this coming from my senses? Because if it's coming from the Spirit of God, then I'm going to treat people like God would treat people. And let's, listen to this. Look me in my eyes. And I won't allow anybody to treat me any less than God would want me to be treated. That's right. That's right. All right. Okay. All Again, right. church, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Until your mind gets right. Until your mind gets right, you don't know what's right and wrong. That's right. Until your mind gets right, you don't know how to treat or be treated. Until your mind gets right. If your mind is not right, you will not allow people to treat you a certain way. So it's going to start in your mind. That's what it says. Now, now, I know what is good and pleasing in, in God's perfect will. So when I get ready to do something, I want to please God, and I want to please God in his perfect will for me. And if God's perfect will for me is to be very blessed. Amen. He wants me to be very blessed. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to have joy. He wants us to be healthy spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. He wants us to be all that. That is his will for us. God's will for us, Satan comes to kill the still in the story, but God's will for us is to live life and what? Life, life more, more abundant. That is his will for us. Yes. So if you're not living that, you're living under something else. You, thank you. You're living under something else. All right, here we go. Wow. The voice says it this way. Do not allow this world to mold you into its own image. The world wants to, to mold you into what? Its own image. Its own image. Why wouldn't it? Do you know that if they would, wouldn't mold you into their image they wanted you to be, there would be no millionaires? Right. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't be getting those magazines. Right. Have you ever noticed when you go to the grocery store, the magazines? Mm -hmm. All those magazines right there in those little bitty things is telling you what you need to look like? Mm -hmm. All the junk up front. Yeah. Yes, that's right. All the junk up front, right? Like and if you ever noticed, also, there's no health food by the cash registers. That's right. Junk up front. Come on, y'all with me? All right. I'm trying to get us. If the Bible te doesn't teach us how to live our everyday life, why are we here? Well, 
is to help us to teach our everyday life. I'm not trying to make you get better. I want you to start thinking of yourself like God thinks of you and his perfect will for you, and then you will live better. All right? Get radical. Get radical. That's right. All right? Instead, be transformed from the inside out by renewing your mind. Be transformed from the inside out by the renewing of your mind. You can feel good about yourself, but it's what's inside you, not what's outside you, because everything on the outside is going to one day not be so pleasing to you. That's right. That's right. You know, one thing about time, time is a, but boy, will you feel good about yourself inside? and you know that you're living the life that God would have you to live, you walk around strutting. That's right. You can be 75 and be, I mean, down, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> That's right. you, see? you see? You can be 75 and then switch up on the brothers, you know what I'm saying? Take the tie, the bow tie off and come in with the preacher cut on, you know what I'm saying? You see? You see? Yes. Yeah, because you feel good about yourself. You feel good about you who you are, and then uh, y'all think I'm joking, and then when you got it together and you feel good about yourself, whatever you put on looks better. That's right. You see, because you ain't, the, the clothes ain't wearing you, you wearing them. That's right. You see That's what right. I'm saying? Feel good about yourself. Then you don't go looking for somebody to pat you on the back. Right? Teach your children that. Teach your kids that, that they don't have to go looking to get approval from somebody else. You see, that's called, that's why kids get bullied. Because nobody's taught them this. And they're trying to live, uh, uh, please their peers. But not in this church, right? That's right. Because we live God-pleasing lives. Right? right? Going on out here. As a result. Over here. No, still not the bottom voice. Okay. Wow. Then we're told that as a result, you will be able to discern what God wills and whatever God finds, pleasing, good, and complete. I want to be complete. Mm -hmm. right. I want to be complete in God. Yeah. It's okay for us to do a little long because I feel good. Let's just do what we do, right? Got it. Yeah, all right, here we go. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24. Important. Important that we get this. It's important that you get this. Before you walk out of here, make sure you get this. Starting at at 22 up here. The Amplified said, regarding your previous way of life. We ain't doing that anymore. You put off your old self. You need to tell some people, I ain't doing that anymore. Because I put off my old self. You need to tell yourself that. Look in the mirror and say, I ain't doing that anymore. You see, I'm putting off my old self. Okay? Completely discard your former nature. And I'm putting off, my former nature does not rule my life anymore. You see, my senses don't, that's these five things here, don't rule my life anymore, okay? We put off the former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires. Yes, yes, and many of us understand that. The best people to talk to are the people who have lived this. And they can tell you the disaster. There's nothing greater than a testimony of somebody testifying and saying, you know what, I used to wear that. Yeah, oh yeah, I used to put them shoes on. You got me? All right. 
But church, the key is verse 23 that says, be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be continually renewed. Don't stop. Don't stop growing, people. Don't stop growing. Continually growing and renewing of your mind. Having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. What? A new attitude about yourself. Untarnished. Yes. And you start treating people better and people treat you better. That's right. Listen to me. Look at me. You train people how to treat you. That's right. That's a fact. All right? The NIV says 23 this way, to be made new in the attitudes of your mind. Get your mind together. Get your attitude together. Be, have, get a new attitude. Start in your mind. What's wrong with you? Mm. Get your head up. You're a Christian. Walk like one. Talk like one. Think like one. Accept the blessings of God. Anything man gives you, he can take away from you. That's right. Keep going, please. The voice says this way in 23. I guarantee you stick around long enough. That person that told you how beautiful you were will start fading out. Because they're looking at the outside of you. Come on. Get somebody that knows the spiritual part, and they'll see the beauty in you too. That's right. You, you all getting where I'm coming from? Yeah. We're told yeah. from the voice, take a fresh breath and let God renew your attitude and spirit. And I like that, just like. <sighs> come on, take a fresh just breath. Just take a fresh breath. Everybody, come on. <sighs> Ask God to renew. Ask God to renew your attitude and your spirit. Everybody, we need to do this all week. We need to do it for the rest of your life. You right. wake up in the morning. <sighs> Just feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I ain't going to say that's too long. I got to keep going. All right. And then in 24, put on the new self. Put on the new self. The regenerated and renewed nature. Put on a new nature. It's called God nature. Mm -hmm. Put on God God nature. Created in the image of God. God like in the righteousness and the holiness of the truth living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for salvation. Amen. That's it? That's it? Where'd you hear that? You see? Is it just on your shoulders? And that's it? I mean, remember we had a coach once, he'd holler at to one of the people, whoever. Your head should be more than just a hat rack. That's right. That's right. That was the coaches. Coach Ventura, I think it was. That's right. Yeah. That's bad. So where's your head at? You walk out of this church today. Don't be the same ever again. Ever again. Don't allow anybody ever try to conform you. And if somebody kind of says something to you and you looking and switching and walking and feeling good, you can tell them. I took off that old person, and I got something new on. And I don't want you to get any dirt on it. Move on, brother. (laughs) Or we can go back, as old folks, we can go back to when the day, you can't touch this. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. That's what we're going to do. This is a pep rally here today for every individual in this church. Quit allowing 
other people, even yourself, to lessen who God created you to be. Don't let nobody lessen you. Walk like God would have you to walk for his purpose and his will for your life. And, and please him. And if you please in him, each morning you take a deep breath, he'll fill your spirit with the air and the breathing of the Holy Spirit, and you'll walk like you've never walked before. Amen. You should never have another. People say, I had a bad day. What is that? <laughs> Traffic's traffic. Right. Ain't right. a bad day. It's just traffic. Right. You see? I think women say they had a bare hair day. Bear, what's it called? A bare bear hair day? day. Bear what hair is day. that? <laughs> Put a scarf on. What, what is that? What, what, everything bad. No. You can't have a bad day because your hair ain't right. That's right. Come on here. That's right. your, your, your hair don't determine if you've had a bad day. Huh? You, come on, Christians. That's right. No, 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 no. Not up in here. You see? You're getting where I'm coming from? Am I done? Or have I got some more here? Let's just finish it up. Y'all want me to finish it? Good thing you said that. Turn to Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 1 through 3 and 10 from the Amplified. Therefore, if you've been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing uh, what kind in his of life? resurrection. Say it. New life. What? What? New life. All right. Sharing in his resurrection from the dead. Keep seeking the things that are above. I am keep seeking things that are above. My eyes is on that higher calling in Christ Jesus. You see, we see it. People seeking money and fame and all of that. And they're killing themselves. They're on drugs. They're in courts and all this kind of, kind of stuff. But not us. Because we're seeking things above. You know, you can't go to court and get peace and joy. That comes from above. All right? Again, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Yeah. Set your mind and keep focusing. Excuse me. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, mm-hmm. not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. Everything you have is temporary value. Some everybody here got nice homes. Some of you got some really nice homes, right? Amen. All it takes is a tornado. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, just take the tornado, that thing's gone. That's right. Yeah, you see, we see it, but focus on things above. Those are the most important things. You see? We're told in verse 3, for you died to this world. That's right. And, you were new, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in my, God. My new life is hidden with Christ, in Christ. I live to please Christ. If you live to please Christ, you'll have a joyful life. That's right. You'll have a joyful life. I promise you that. All right? Done with it. Finally, in verse 10, put on the new spiritual self who is being continually renewed in true knowledge in the image of him who created the new self. You're a new self this morning. Are you? Are you, you created an image of who this morning? Of Christ. God in Christ. I'm a new self. Strut 
out of here and keep strutting. Amen. Amen. People look at, what's wrong with you? Say, I'm, I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. I've got a, and I got a new garment on. And I'm going to strut, strut for Jesus. Period. 